0: Uh, well, we were made aware of a situation in uh, California um, by someone who contacted us. Uh, contacted us after Yuntiv. We were tr- we were told that people out in California and those who've heard the story are truly inspired by a family who unfortunately lost uh, close to, if not everything, in the fires of Marin County that we've been hearing about here on the East Coast, but can't uh, can't relate to the. Uh, the tragedy that uh, so many people are suffering from out there. Uh, It happened over Cholomoed, and first responders knocked on their door in the middle of the night, told them they have to leave, and the youngsters, the children in the family, had a unique perspective as they left the house and evacuated. To clear up this story and to uh, inspire us, no doubt, uh, Justin Rosenthal is with us live via telephone. It is his family that we're referring to that was affected in this a direct and difficult way by the wildfires out in California. Justin, thank you for getting up very early. You're out there on the West Coast, and welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, so first of all, where are you from specifically? What city in California?
1: So we're in the city of Santa Rosa, which is in Sonoma County. Uh, you had mentioned um, Marin County. That actually was not affected by the fire. We are in Sonoma County, which is also next to the areas of Napa, which are the prime wine country areas of northern california
0: and as the wildfires go this is like close to the epicenter of everything
1: we were ground zero wow and and just to share a little bit just reference and then we'll speak a little bit about what my daughter was able to do this fire started um it was going into midnight leading into monday october 9th and about eleven thirty or so Well, everybody was asleep. The power had gone out. Nobody thought about it, and we were sound asleep.
0: This is holomoid, right?
1: Yes, it was. And um, about 3.30, one of my children, I've got four children, three were home with us. One was at college. Uh, A fire truck was speeding down the street saying, evacuate, 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 as it was fleeing turned out to be uh... sixty mile an hour winds blowing fire everywhere and uh... so my son's well one of my sons woke up and screamed and said there's fire and we literally had seconds maybe twenty twenty five seconds to get out of the house go downstairs into our garage now mind you the powers out everything is pitch black The garage door, of course, is an electric garage door, and there's no power, so we're trying to find where the cable is that you pull for an emergency to open the garage. We're lifting it up. The garage door is very warm, feeling it from the back of our hands like this is not good. Open it up, and everywhere we see nothing but walls of fire. Uh, But then to add to the problem, as we see walls of flame, at the top of our driveway, we have a security gate, which, of course, is electric and, again, no power. So a mad dash was made up to the driveway to pull open the gate um, and run back into the car and drive through walls of fire. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, how bad was it? We were saying the shema in the car. We didn't think we'd make it. I mean, had you
0: even? Uh, I mean, just, that's miraculous that you escaped. This is miraculous.
1: Yes, unfortunately, neighbors of ours did not escape. Wow. The other part about it is when people were saying there was warnings and whatnot. Many people in the neighborhood had no warning, um, which is the the scary part of all this.
0: Justin that's- Rosenthal, with us from California. Yeah, and, and and that leads to my next question, which is not a judgment. Just because we're not used to living under this type of situation in California, obviously it's much more common. The night before, were you told anything? Was there a, you know, were people on there, you know, at the alert because they thought something might happen or might come into that area? Like you go to sleep knowing what?
1: Nothing, zero. There was no warning. There was nothing at all. It's just that there was very high winds. I think they said the winds were 50, 60 mile an hour, which is in itself very strange um, they don't know what the cause of the fire is. They believe it was transformers possibly um, that exploded, but it was flames that were traveling as fast as the wind, um, and it just caught people off guard. Some people did get warnings um, from fire trucks and friends saying, hey, I noticed the hillsides are on fire, but we had no warning.
0: Um, have you been back there since this happened?
1: We just went back yesterday, and to describe it, um I think the best way to say it is it looks like a nuclear bomb hit the entire area. In Santa Rosa, just to give you an idea, of a town of 150,000 people, um, f- over 3,000 homes were destroyed. I work in health care. One out of six doctors, one out of six nurses and other health professionals in the county uh, lost their homes. Um, there's a mad rush to get, you know, to find housing. We were unsuccessful to find a place, so we're actually now going to be relocating to the city of Oakland um, and then just pick up the pieces from there.
0: Literally starting from scratch.
1: Right. And if we've got a few minutes, I did want to share something I think that your listening audience would find, I think, very meaningful. My daughter, her name is Mariah. She goes to Campstone in Pennsylvania, And she related her experience to her older brother, Daniel, who goes to UC Berkeley. He attended uh, last Shabbat at Chabad, um, their Friday night Shabbat service. And um, Mariah and my son Daniel spoke, and she composed a very short um, story of what happened from her perspective, and the story about this Mashiach bag um, that apparently has on viral and I think it's very inspirational and if you've got a minute or two if I could just read what she wrote. Yeah for
0: sure I just I, and, and included in it will be the background of of what a Mashiach bag is? Yes. Okay sure
1: go ahead. Okay so this is I'm just going to read her word for word. And,
0: and just to remind our listeners as the Rosenthal family was awoken by this fire you have under 60 seconds to leave the house correct?
1: Correct. Okay. Correct. So it's just reading what you wrote here, this is a true story about my family and my sister. This is from the perspective of my older son, reading this at the Chabad, um, is his words. This is a true story about my family and my sister, Mariah. When I told her I wanted to share her story, she insisted on writing it for me and left me three instructions. Take a breath before you start, read it word for word, and inspire their souls. <laughs> and this is her words. Last Monday, my family in Santa Rosa was startled awake at 3.30 to our house burning. Sorry for choking up. It's that emotional. Uh, Not just our home, but our whole neighborhood was an inferno. It was a dangerous and narrow escape. We had no time to take anything. Family photos, heirlooms, IDs, cell phones, not even socks. Baruch Hashem, my parents my three siblings and my grandparents who are in their 90s escaped just in time. And then this is my son Daniel's words here my younger sister goes to a Jewish summer camp at Camp Stone in Pennsylvania. One summer campers were encouraged to pack a backpack. They were given a pack they were not given a packing list nor told where they were going. Each camper had to decide what is important to have anywhere, at any time. They called them Mashiach bags. The idea is that your bag is already packed with your most meaningful possessions to, pr- to prove you are ready to greet Mashiach, even ready to leave everything else behind in a moment. When my sister returned from camp, she packed her own Mashiach bag and hung it on her door in her bedroom. So there she was in our burning house with little time, She remembered her Mashiach bag. Although our family and grandparents' homes and everything inside burned, my sister's Mashiach bag became our family's only possession. And what was inside? It was her diary, a Sadaka box, a mezuzah, a list of her favorite quotes, and eight family photos, including the family pictures with our grandparents and some of my parents' wedding pictures. We were shocked to see that because of her Mashiach bag, Eight family pictures survived. And they were talking about, um, this was last for Parsha, Parsha Noach. And the comment was, Parsha Noach begins with a -a one-of-a-kind verse. Noah's name appears three times. There are no other lines in Torah where a name repeats three times. One explanation for the repetition is that Noah was one of the only people to experience the world before, during, and after a natural disaster the flood, the, Noah, uh, the, the name Noah repeats because through it all, Noah was still Noah. Even though a Mashiach bag is just a bag full of things, those things are eternally meaningful to my family. Because my sister eagerly anticipated Mashiach, those family photos will continue to bring meaning to my family. So I want to leave you with one last thought. Think about what is eternally meaningful to you, what helps to elevate your life every moment. When the moment comes, what will you grab and ask yourself, are your bags packed?
0: Shabbat Shalom. So that's what um, (sighs) Wow, shared. Amazing. And that that literally is all you have is whatever she had in her bag. Yes.
1: And we're we're a family who we we give with our heart resources, everything to the community. And now we find ourselves in a situation where we sleep at a different home almost every other night, um, just going from friends to friends, uh, trying to pick up the pieces. I am not working because the place that I work is currently closed because of the fire. So we're going to just have to pick up the pieces. Um, and, you know, we, Baruch Hashem, the Jewish community, um, Beth Jacob in Oakland, California, Modern Orthodox Shul, have been just so kind to us. Uh, NCO, NCSY has reached out and is uh, assisting us as well. So it's going to be a long, long haul.
0: I was um, told that a couple other notes that, the, first of all, the, the, I was told your son grabbed his tefillin, that that okay. was his priority.
1: Yes, and he just grabbed his tefillin and tallis, and that was
0: it. And I was told when you got to Beth Jacob in Oakland, your greatest concerns were to make sure to bench rule of an Esrug and to replace the Sidurim, which had been given to the Bar and Bat Mitzvah uh, uh, children in your family, which came with a lifetime guarantee that the synagogue would replace it if something ever happened to them. And apparently on Shemini Atzeris, the yuntiv that followed this disaster, the rabbi, in fact, presented your whole family with brand new Sidurim.
1: Right, and it was just an emotional, emotional moment, and it was absolutely beautiful, a little funny or funny, but interesting side note. <laughs> so we went back to the house yesterday, finally because it's been quarantined. You've got military police protecting the area because we had problems of looters, but we got back to the site of what was our home. The only thing that we found aside from a car sitting that was scorched in the driveway was um s rog. We found <laughs> the s rog sitting. Unscathed, and so my my daughter Mariah picked it up. We have it; um, it's remarkable,
0: unbelievable. A couple of things: we we were sent a list of um, specific Sfarim, specific holy books uh, that you, your son, your family um, would love to have replaced. Is this? I mean, I, I assume this list is for publication. Anybody who wants to send you guys something, you're more than more than happy to accept it at this point. Am I right?
1: Yes, it's true. I mean, that's the only prized possession. You know, everything else we can rebuild, but we're a family of great faith, and that's what keeps us going. That's what's holding us together. And yes, we would welcome support in that respect.
0: And and what would be the best way in general uh, for people out there who want to, um, you know, help get your family back on its feet? Would it be best for them to to send what they wish to the synagogue or to another place? What would be the best way to do this? That's
1: a great question. So I guess the best way is that they could send uh, items to the Beth Jacob Synagogue that's in Oakland, um, and I would be happy to see if I could find the address um, close by here. Um,
0: yeah, that's something we could do. That's not a problem. Yeah,
1: that would be that would be great.
0: And sure. and just literally put it uh, to the Rosenthal Family Care of Beth Jacob out there, and uh, and they'll make sure you get it. Yeah,
1: that would be great. And I do have the if the people do want to reach out, it's Beth Jacob. Uh, the telephone number, if that would be helpful, the address, I'm not sure what's best for your yeah, we'll give let's, okay. give.
0: let's give out both. Let's start with the address.
1: Okay, so the address, actually, the phone number's not even listed on here, but the address is 3778 Park, P-A-R-K Boulevard. That's in Oakland, California. And the zip code number is 94610.
0: All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, list for our listeners in a moment after we finish our conversation uh, uh, what what I have in front of me in terms of those as far as the holy books that uh, the family has has spoken about. Um, all right, uh, I, I you have <laughs> you have floored us and your daughter and son through your words have uh, completely inspired us uh, with the aftermath of this story. I, I'm I'm sorry for um, uh, for. Reverting back to some of the details, but but when you went back yesterday, you said the only thing there intact, so to speak, was the s rogue uh, was there anything else that of value to you that even had remnants like I mean we talked about photos and and things that are meaningful to you was there were you able to even you know un, to even uh, to even realize that you know certain items were certain items or was everything completely obliterated?
1: Completely obliterated. I mean, just to give a visual, there was a car parked in the garage, a little Honda Civic. Um, it's about four inches in height at this point. It melted down to nothing. It's unbelievable. So the heat, the intensity of the heat from the fire was so great that things that you would think would just be a Stola shell, this in this case was
0: melted completely. Unbelievable. Thank God you and your family are safe. Thank you, Nachum. Thank God they're safe, and this adventure now is already, uh, I would guess what, already uh, this Monday will be three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. It'll be three weeks, exactly. Three weeks this Monday, and obviously a very long road ahead. Let us know if there's anything else we can help with in terms of uh, uh, helping your family because you've inspired us, and I know a lot of people around the world and certainly a lot of folks uh, in this area have been um, have been sharing your story because of the inspiration you've provided since this happened on Kolomoid sokis Right.
1: Thank you. And Nachman, if I can just take five seconds. Sure. Just, one of the things I always like to see is you know what's the, the, the silver lining in all this and what is the takeaway and the learning for everybody to hear from this. One thing that we found to be very important for everybody, if you've got anything of documents or photographs, have electronic copies of these and keep them in the cloud because we spent um, two days ago an entire day just with FEMA trying to recreate birth certificates, wedding certificates, certificates. Um, social security cards, things of that sort. And if we had kept electronic copies, our lives would be a lot better. Unfortunately, we don't have that. So the takeaway is keep electronic copies in the cloud of all the things that are important to you and make sure that your smoke detectors work.
0: Very important messages. Thank you for that. And, uh, and uh, continue to have as you continue to rebuild with your family, and we will uh, certainly be in touch down the road. Thank you, Justin. Thank you very much. Justin Rosenthal, you heard the story. Unbelievable. Uh, there's a list, as I mentioned, a list of sfarim uh, that the family has specifically requested if uh, anybody out there would ha- would like to help them replace uh, sfarim. And uh, there's no doubt um, uh, people out there who would like to help. Um, they are looking for Chovat HaTalmidim in both Hebrew and English, Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, The Lonely Man of Faith, a Tanakh with English translation, Stone Edition, the midrash says Schottenstein magilla and Brachos bub matzia third Perak rav Destler's strive for truth r a kaplan jewish meditation dere hashem hebrew english english tanya cold odido fake and living emuna that is the list they put together of the different things you're looking for i would assume that uh, between um some of the people out there in the world of judaica and uh, some uh, of the people throughout our community that is a list that we can um, that we can fulfill. Uh, those who'd like to help the Rosenthal family, uh, as we recommended, you can uh, be in touch with the Rosal- Rosenthal family at the following address: Rosenthal Family, care of Beth Jacob Synagogue, three seven seven eight Park Boulevard in Oakland, California nine four six one zero. Again, that's Rosenthal Family, care of Beth Jacob Synagogue, three seven seven eight. Park Boulevard in Oakland, California, and the zip code 94610. You are listening to JM in the AM.